Hey and welcome to the Pursuit of Healthiness podcast. I'm your host, Winanda van Delft. I'm a health and mindset coach, spaghetti and ice cream lover, travel junk and a cat mom. I love conversations that are on a more raw and deeper level. And today I have with me Lauren. Lauren is a social media and business mindset coach. She helps female entrepreneurs grow their business and become their own boss. But before her success, she struggled with her mental health for 14 years. She dealt with OCD, depression, stuttering and more, but managed to fight back within a year and now she's happier and stronger than ever. Let's find out how she did that. Lauren to the pursuit of healthiness today. Um, can you tell a little bit about yourself and what we are going to talk about today? Because you are, I would say, an expert in this because you are diagnosed, have all the things, OCD. And, and yeah, I just leave it up to you. <laughs> so, um, hi, I'm Lauren Diaz. Um, I'm a business mindset coach, used to be a hairdresser, flipped and changed my career. Um, I... Um, I just love like a lot of little like artsy cross crafty kind of things so I don't really know what else to say about myself but <laughs> um, yeah so I am here to sort of like talk about um, what it's like to have like, severe dyslexia what it's like to um, have like OCD and ADD like as someone who is like sort of grown up with all of these things um, not really knowing that I've had all of these things um, and how um, I have sort of like overcome each and every one of these things just despite like people thinking that I'm stupid or like just weird in general or like I don't know I can't remember the word like I can't like you know understand things um the same way as other people can I just come across like really like strange (laughs) but um yeah just just a little bit quirky and a little bit weird but you know it's fine um but no so how I've gone from a to B and just completely flipped, changed my career to being my own boss and running my own business, um, helping other people create their own businesses. Oh, that's amazing. But, but how did you, did you do that? Like, why did you decide that that's what you wanted? So um, how, uh, why I decided that I wanted to help um, um, other people. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so it just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I wanted to leave the hairdressing career. Um, I was so sick and tired of working in salons because I, I, I've worked in a few salons and they're somehow all the same. They're all just like really toxic places where everyone like just doesn't like me whatsoever because like I'm the skinny girl that's relatively attractive, that's just overly nice um, and just says exactly what I say I am brutally honest I mean no one asks for my opinion unless they want my actual opinion (laughs) so yeah but no one likes that (laughs) as I've learned in the fashion industry (laughs) um so no like I just decided I just want to do something completely different and I trained myself to do something more digitally I wanted to just work by myself in a way um but help other people because one thing I loved doing was you know helping clients I like making them look pretty but that just didn't feel like enough Mm -hmm. um so I wanted to do more but I just didn't know what so just continuously trained myself um for over a year um and then 
I kind of realized like, oh, I had started a business. I had got these clients. Um, and one thing that I really liked doing was that whole journey. And I actually really wanted to help people on how to sort of do all of that. Like I, I didn't really know um, what my brand was. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I just kind of figured, you know what? I really like this one thing, just starting like people off. And that's like the hardest thing in business because um, a lot of people will start a business but they can't get it started. Yeah, I know <laughs> or, what you mean. Yeah. Or they don't have the actual like tools and things like they, they don't really understand what it takes to really start a business. They just think, oh, if I have a logo and if I just have like an idea, then I can get started when it is just so much more than that. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you said you have OCD and, and uh, dyslexia. How does that impact your, your life? It's, um, it impacts it on a daily and continuous basis. And the thing is, a lot of the times I don't notice it um, because I have lived with it for so long. So it is very difficult to know. You know, am I just struggling because I'm just being silly or am I struggling because it's something that you know, I was born with um, like <laughs> and sometimes it's just kind of hard to like differentiate um, you know is this a normal problem or is this like uh, dyslexia or OCD ADD problem um, so <laughs> even like right now as I told you like before I had to write a whole entire list of OCD because I, it, it really um, like I really get confused which one's what and what's normal what's not normal so it's yeah. a bit all over the place basically <laughs> yeah but it's understandable I mean you've lived for it for well a long time or your whole life so to you it's normal but once you talk to other people you notice that that is not normal or that I, I don't like the, the frame normal these days because I mean what is normal and it, it shows you that if people are not in that category of normal they are abnormal and I'm like that's also not the case like <laughs> but can, can you tell what you um, are diagnosed with uh, and and what what it is exactly so um one thing that I so I'm specifically diagnosed for severe dyslexia and ADD um, and then the OCD, I've yet to actually get the diagnosis, but it runs in my family and it 100% I do have it. Like yeah. that's not a hypochondriac <laughs> thing. 100% I do have it. My father has it. My mom has it like, um, and they've been diagnosed and things like that. So, um, and I have the exact same like symptoms or sometimes worse or sometimes like not as bad. It does really depend on like, I feel like stress levels um, more so. But um, I am looking to literally find someone who can just quickly diagnose me for it. Just so like, I just, I don't know, I have it like certified, I suppose you could just sort of say like, oh, I can prove it to you now. So, but um, yeah, it is something that I do sort of have. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, well, you have it. It's just not officially. Um... Just not official, which I find really yeah. funny that you have to get things made official, like just to prove to people that you have it yeah exactly that's what I wanted to say in a way I understand it especially medical wise like if something happens and but it's it's again putting people in a box and mm. I don't like that 
yeah and that's like another reason why I um also haven't wanted to get certain things sort of like diagnosed like in the past I had like mental health problems I didn't want to be diagnosed with like the the depression I had the anxiety I had uh the low self-esteem I had and whatever I had um because I didn't want to be labeled but at the same time as soon as I knew um I realized like oh you know what this actually helped because it opened more doors for me to get more help from that yeah so it's been a long time coming but you know it's it's got to get done eventually <laughs> yeah so so what is the difference between ADD OCD um can, can you tell a little bit about that so I mean so ADD is like ADHD so which is um, a hyperactive sort of version of it um ADD is like you know you've you have like all the same things, but you're just not hyperactive. And I am definitely not that. Um, I mean, I'm so chilled that people wonder what I'm taking. <laughs> like not nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's so the ADD part of it, um, especially I remember being in school and all of the teachers would come up to my mom afterwards saying I think she has um ADD because she cannot concentrate in classes while at the same time knowing what's going on and not knowing what's going on I also can't um I mean I have to talk with my hands at the same time because I I fidget a lot I can't just do nothing I physically can't do nothing I have to always do something so uh, for example, when I was like training myself um, to do all these like great things to be able to get here, and I'm listening to all these podcasts and all these like courses and masterclasses, I literally have to do something to be able to listen to them. So I'll be washing dishes, I'll be cooking, I'll be showering, I'll be, I'll be like taking a bath, but even then I'm still doing nothing. So I'm like splashing the water or something. I don't know what, yeah. <laughs> just just something just to like fiddle about with because I, I physically have to do something. Um, but it's mostly like down to concentration um, and not being able to focus uh, quite a lot because you just get distracted easily. Mm. Um, with OCD, uh, there's like a lot of different kind of like symptoms that sort of like go along with it and it's like for example it's like excessive hand washing um it could just be like you know I can't remember what it's called it's it's like negative thinking and then neutralizing that negative thinking um so for example I get like um these little like voices in my head that say you have to do this one really super weird and random thing otherwise someone's going to come into your house and kill you tonight and um so to neutralize it I have to do that really random thing which could be like for like 10 seconds (laughs) um or I one thing I used to do a lot was I would get like a cup um and every time I put the cup down I have to tap it twice yeah before I can put it down if I don't someone's like gonna come up behind me and punch me or something <laughs> yeah so so how, how does it um yeah maybe it's it's a weird question like how does it feel but like do, do you is it always the same or is it different every time uh which one 
for example, the the cup when you want to put it down, that、um, you have to take it twice. I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like、um, so. I would say that they're all kind of in a series in a way. So,、um, I really don't know how to describe it well enough because sometimes, like, I will sort of like have the same thing. Like, I'll have like two things going on at one time, or just like one thing. But I call them like little series of random things that I do because,、yeah. um, like. Like it's it's like kind of like thinking like oh it's like a, a series in like a Netflix sort of like thing.、Um, for example, you do it, that like, for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, and then it is something else. Yeah, or like、um, it'll be like one year or a few months.、Um, yeah. it's, it's a bit longer,、uh, so it's more like a weird obsession、um, that would just continue over these one or two things that I'll do. Like、um, I used to do the the cup tap thing while also. Having to breathe in、um, whenever I look at something white or light or shiny, or and then breathe out whenever I look at something like that's really like dark and black, or just like just the darkest thing that I have in the room,、um, and I will have to do that ten times. And if I still don't feel like I've, I don't know, released whatever. Is like going on. I have to do it another ten times, and if I still don't feel good, I have to do it another ten times, and I exhaust myself from going.、Yeah. <laughs> wow,、um, difficult. So it it goes through like a series, and then it just kind of dies down a little bit eventually until it just kind of stops, and then something else will sort of like hop in its place. It's very rare.、Um, It would come back again, like the like <laughs> like part two of the series, um, <laughs> like a few years later. Yeah. Um. So it, that's about the best I can sort of like describe, um, like what it is. But it's, it's normally like the same thing that will sort of go about for like this, this several months. It could be a year, could be a couple of years, and then like it would just all die down and then replace it with something else. <laughs> yeah. So when did when did it start? It because you said that you weren't diagnosed until years later. So what was the first sign that you've noticed? Like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. To say there's nothing wrong with you, but I mean, you have it for over fourteen years, right? Uh, or, no, 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 the or at least like the mental the mental health problems. Yeah, so fourteen、yeah. the fourteen years span was、uh, when I was being like severely bullied and also the、um, severe mental health problems that I had.、Um, but the、um, so I, I got diagnosed after fourteen years of having that.、Um, always like knowing that something was wrong,、um, and then I kind of forgot something was wrong because I was like. Told by people, oh no, you're just sad. Oh no, you're just weak for something like that. And then I was just like, oh wait, no, I experienced these same symptoms as these other people, so I need to get this checked out.、Um, you know, when I'm like 21, 22.、Um, but in regards to like、uh, dyslexia and ADD,、um, I so the dyslexia. Definitely, I was diagnosed when I was eight. I think I was very, very young.、Um, but、mm, my parents couldn't really 
really figure out what was wrong with me. They kind of thought maybe it was dyslexia because my handwriting was terrible. My speech was awful because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I had this uh, nickname Yoda because I used to flip my sentences back to front. So you couldn't actually understand what I was talking about unless you had known me long enough. And um, I used to stutter. I used to like not pronounce words properly. <laughs> so basically you wouldn't really like understand anything now that I was saying. No. Um, and then, yeah, I couldn't read properly. I couldn't understand what people were telling me, even if they were talking very, very basic English, even like to this day, if people were trying to give me like, I don't know, like <laughs> something to do, like, oh, can you do this for me? I'm like, um <laughs> what are you saying to me yeah <laughs> and yeah like so yeah um even to this day I still can't read very well and I do go through fits and starts where sometimes I get so severely stressed I can't read anything anything even if it's one word on a piece of paper I can't read it <laughs> so so what do, what do you see or how does your brain go when that happens I'm just really curious and, and I try to understand what it is like to be you, like how you see life, how you see words, what that, I mean, for, for me, it's, it's really easy. Like I have my notepad in front of me. I've, I have words and sentences, like I, it's to me, it's really easy to read. So yeah, I'm just really curious what, what what is your reality in regards to dyslexia for example um a lot of people say the words jump about on the page and even as I was growing up um and even still to this day when my mom tries to describe my dyslexia she always uh to, to other people she always says um oh it's just where the words jump about on the page so she can't read it no that's actually not what it is um what how even like right now I've got a little list next to me like just to remind myself of all these like things that I do it what it looks like is um dots so like morse code basically yeah that's what it looks like to me I can't read morse code never mind (laughs) so if, if someone sends me a chunk of a paragraph it just looks like dots yeah on a page that's not an eyesight problem because if I look closely, I can see each individual letter perfectly fine. But looking at it, it just looks like dots on the page. And um, so if someone, to this day, if someone does send me a paragraph, I can't read it properly. <laughs> I will stare at it because it just looks like nonsense to me. It just looks like a block of dots. And that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I physically can't um, program my brain to start on the left hand corner and read from left to right Uh, (laughs) and yeah so that that does boggle my brain quite a lot um so if things are like spread out it's easier for me to sort of differentiate that they are words and and, and letters rather than just dots on the page but on the times where I do get so severely stressed that I cannot physically read shit (laughs) um everything looks like a bloody dot on a page (laughs) oh wow I I think I can understand it a little bit 
because I do have an eyesight problem <laughs> from far away. So when I have something from far away, then it just looks like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I see that there is something, but I have no clue what, what it says. So I think in that sense, I can understand a little bit what you see, but yeah, it's, it's, wow. So, so how did you, I would say, go through life if you, if you cannot read, well, you can read, uh, that's not what I mean, but if you really have to focus on that and it's like, it's, it's a task, it's a chore, I would say, right, to read for you. So how well, did you survive? Like you have to read when you are in, 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 in school and everything. Like it's, it's in our everyday life, like in your business, you're helping businesses or you help people to start their own business. So how <laughs> do you do it? I, I was lucky to have some decent teachers, like not all of them, but I had some decent teachers in school. Um, who like they they knew that there are a lot of dyslexics in the class um some worse than others so they would print off um work on colored paper but more um more specific um colors or they will paint the room um certain colors like green um green is like one of the better sort of like colors to like sort of read from for some reason for dyslexics it just makes it easier. Uh, for me personally, I found purple or like a creamy yellow, not like a bright yellow because that just messes up my eyes. But um, one thing I have found is I can't read red writing at all. I can't read it. Um, and I was in class with someone who couldn't read blue writing. <laughs> okay, um, wow. So there are certain colors that really mess us up and then there are some other colors that actually really really help um help us read things so for example i would have like things printed on like a green piece of paper or like a cream piece of paper or i i would have like these like little clear purple rulers or something that i would just kind of like to sort of like <laughs> transcribe or read or something <laughs> yeah um I looked weird when I did it, but it, it made it so I mean, much it easier you. to read. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do need to get sort of like colored lenses for dyslexics at some point because that would really help my business now because um, I get so many headaches um, every day, really, really concentrating, trying to read these articles, trying to read these um, like documents that I have to rewrite or I have to you know, send off or even when I write my own books it's so difficult to read it um or I would just completely change the screen pink or something pink yeah. and purple I find the easiest to read <laughs> um yeah <laughs> so that that's how I kind of um got through but most of the time it is just a lot of focusing and headaches and <laughs> a lot of like um swearing in my brain if I can't read something so <laughs> uh yeah it does take things like a lot longer than it probably should so. <laughs> yeah. so how how did you manage to go through your teenage years because I I, I know teenagers are the worst like they will bully you for everything um 
So how how was that experience for you? I mean, I was bullied since I was eight to about um, 21. So 21, 22. And yeah, I mean, I would say that they did just bully me for like anything. Um, I can't remember on how it just sort of started. Um, I had like this one girl who just really didn't like me. So she turned me against all of my other friends. And that just was a repeated pattern for like most of my life. Mm. Um, So, but a lot of it might like was down to not like me being able to like understand people like what they're trying to tell me like a lot of the times I'll be in like um like the little girls groups you know sleepovers and stuff and like they'll be talking about something and I ain't got a clue I can't physically understand or mentally understand what they're saying um and then I just look like the oddball and I look silly and I look stupid and then I was thrown out of those groups because I couldn't physically understand what was going on um and yeah, like it, it was just a case of like sometimes I would just like come across a bit peculiar, um, like with like the little things of like my OCD, like um, like washing my hands excessively, for example, which you would think like isn't something that people would like care about, but like when when you like touch like certain things, like oh, if I open up a bin with my hands, um, I have to immediately wash my hands or something like that, you know. Or if well, I touch someone's dog. <laughs> in this day and age, it, I mean, with COVID, it's it doesn't matter. Like everybody's doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. So you, yeah, it, it's weird how people look at other people. I, I find if you do something different than all the other people, you are weird and you get bullied for it and you need special treatment and and everything. But as long as enough people do it, it becomes normal and I understand that it works like that but in a way it's ridiculous like you got bullied or find that people thought that you were weird because you were excessively washing your hands and now everybody's telling you to wash your hands like crazy so it's so weird how that perspective is of people I I think it's I don't know it's unfair I would say I mean it's not like you're a different kind of human or you are an alien or something. I mean, for example, my sister has ADD, I think, as well. Um, this English uh, term for it. And, and I'm like, she, she's amazing. It's just that if you just teach her differently, then mm. she would just understand everything. But because we are so used to teaching one certain way for the general public, I would say. A lot of other kids, a lot of other adults are just not going through life like the others would because we adapt ourselves to one way of teaching or one way of doing things. And it's such a shame because there's so much potential And I think people who have ADD or dyslexia or anything else that is considered not normal, I think those people work even harder because you you do have to work harder to be on the same level as as the other person, as, as the other people. And I think 
that is even more work in a way, if you understand what I mean. Because you are working harder, you deserve it more. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> True. I mean, like. Yeah, it, it is difficult when you have to work a lot harder than other people, but people don't view it that way because they do view you as someone who is literally stupid. Like yeah. for someone with dyslexia and ADD, which in all fairness, um, those two things do often coincide with each other anyway, uh, but it's also something that's very inherited in my family. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for example, I am in GCSEs. I was like one of the very few people who would be given extra time on my tests to actually finish it. And I still wouldn't because um, not only am I struggling to read the questions, am I struggling to understand the questions? Am I struggling to, you know, think of all the things um, that I learned in class that I didn't understand? Um, and couldn't understand because I had teachers who didn't know how to teach dyslexic people or let alone with the ADD I could I was constantly getting distracted I was getting distracted in the middle of the test thinking of other things um, and completely forgetting I was taking a test or I'll be in classes and not actually physically listening to the class because I'm too too busy thinking of other things because my brain can't um, like <laughs> focus <Yeah. laughs> like in everyday life it's something like doesn't excite me it's like okay <laughs> I'm thinking of other things now <laughs> yeah do, so do you think I, oh sorry no go ahead no I was just I was just gonna say I just come across like I'm, un, I'm uneducated when I'm not I just can't focus I can't read I can't understand <laughs> yeah but that doesn't mean that like you said that you're stupid I mean intelligence is measurable in many many ways what you often see as well is for example people who have a really high IQ with autism so um, they can look socially awkward and weird but they are really really smart with other things and I, I believe you have so many different kinds of smart um, like someone could be really really good with people but have no has no clue for example math like financial stuff is just not something for them and I, I think that it I mean that's okay I don't think we should have one measurement stick in that way. If you know, if you know what I mean, it's, I don't know, like, no. Like there, there are different ways to measure someone's intelligence. And even then it doesn't define your worth as a person. I mean, I've talked to you a couple of times and we're talking via messenger and you are, awesome <laughs> you are an amazing person so I'm like it, it doesn't matter what you have what you're diagnosed for what you don't have what is difficult for you to do like you as a as a person you are awesome and you are amazing and you were doing amazing things because I've seen you've also had an article in a magazine right oh, yeah. yes and, and you are helping people start their own business you are helping them to create their, their freedom and you help them achieve their their goals and I mean that's that's amazing so why does it even care that you have that obviously it, it makes things a lot more difficult for you but what I'm trying to say as a human being what does it really matter in the end I mean 
like I said, you you are amazing. You are awesome. You are a beautiful soul. You are. I'm I'm really happy that I got to connect with you. Thank you. I'm really happy that I got to like talk in this um podcast. Like it's it's been like a really nice journey actually sharing my story and listening to your uh, views and opinions as well. Yeah. You're so nice. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I do have a, have, have a couple of other questions uh, before we, we round it up. Um, would you say that um, it makes it more difficult to be happy because you know you are considered different or you have to work harder for things or would you say it would it, it is interfering with your life and trying to be happy in life well i mean if you asked me this question a couple of years ago i would say yes because um i could not figure out how to you know be considered as you know like a usual person that gets along with people and you know that people love because you know I am very outspoken I am very honest and at the same time I do have all these quirks that um drive people crazy <laughs> um like even with the ADD I can't like th most of the time if I'm talking to someone um at, at least at one point in the conversation um I my brain has wandered off and I forgot we were talking in a conversation and then they will say something to me and I'm like what what did you say um <laughs> sorry can you repeat the last several sentences that you just said <laughs> can you repeat um, the 10 minutes please I was so yes <laughs> So I, I mean, it's great if someone like talks like so much um, and they never have anything interesting to say, which is so mean to say, but <laughs> it is true. That's the only benefit, but otherwise it's, it's been like a real downfall. So, um, but as, as of like the last um, over a year now, um, where it took me such a, a quick, I don't know how to describe it. Oh God, it took such a long time to get to, um, the point where I figured out how to be happy and how to like I don't know um finally wake up to the world because because I had been depressed so long because I had severe anxiety because I had um you know all of these other problems like dyslexia ADD OCD and whatnot I had everything <laughs> yeah. um when I finally figured out how to overcome it it literally felt like I woke up to the world like you know when you first wake up to the world when you're like a kid it's like I had a second rebirth um and my brain is so much more clearer um I I, I can comprehend things a lot better um I feel like I can actually think yeah. <laughs> um so I'm a lot happier now despite you know um me having all of these things because sure that they can get kind of annoying during the day and like the OCD side of things like the neutralizing thinking um they don't bother me anymore like as soon like sometimes I'll like hear it I'll be like oh um you need to do this one really crazy thing otherwise I'm gonna kill you right now mm -hmm. and I'm like oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> I can I can actually tell it to shut up now because my brain is like so much like happier um and 
yeah I mean obviously there's like a whole bunch of other things like <laughs> with OCD like the, the hand washing and um like I, I hoard stuff when I'm stressed that is a terrible thing <laughs> I hoard stuff when I'm stressed which, which I didn't realize was an OCD thing and then there are times where when I'm not stressed I organize things so I'm like I will have like these massive rubbish bags and I would just literally like um shove them with all the stuff that I don't use anymore that I've hoarded and I chuck them out <laughs> well it's um, a good that that's the other side as well because so many people are hoarding and then they live in a house with I don't know how much how much bullshit they don't need because they cannot throw it away and you are like okay this is one phase and the other phase you're throwing everything out <laughs> but I would hoard really weird stuff I would hoard empty makeup bowls Oh, really? or like empty like skincare like stuff or um like shoes that I will one day wear that I haven't worn in the last 10 years <laughs> and I probably don't fit in anymore <laughs> that's funny um, or just like really random stuff in general that like like li little things um that I would just like collect and then I have nowhere to put them and I'd have no use for them and I don't actually want them but I keep them because they're somehow comforting in a weird way um but then as soon as like I'm not stressed anymore like the other side of the OCD kicks in I'm like no I don't want to be in this mess anymore I have to get out I have to like throw away everything yeah. <laughs> so how did you manage to deal with it because you said that you woke up like like a second birth um and you, you just woke up to to a normal world there again I use the word normally but how, how did you do that how did you manage to fight back with depression anxiety um your OCD ADD the hilarious thing is it was actually because of a bully from um like a salon I was working in just this really random old lady um, with the craziest personality um but she would pick on one or two people at a time and she kept telling me like I'm stupid um I'm weak and not confident and things like that and um she kept reminding me that I wasn't confident bear in mind she was like doing other things like she was like really severely like undermining me all the time and constantly making comments at me or making really crazy accusations and I was like <laughs> like uh, she reported me because I didn't say excuse me and you know her name um rather than because I just said oh excuse me but I didn't say excuse me her name so she reported oh. me because I didn't say her name <laughs> oh. so I'm still really sorry about that but no like a little said, Karen yeah she was a little <laughs> Karen <laughs> um or or I didn't um or someone gave me a tip I wasn't thankful enough so apparently me going oh thank you wasn't enough I have to go thank you so so much for this five pounds for a tip I am so thankful oh yes client thank you so much begging on your knees and, and yeah worshiping. I beg on my knees <laughs> yeah. thank you for this five pounds for the tip you know <laughs> yeah um no sorry I'm like sidetracking I do get really salty sometimes <laughs> um no so she talked about confidence and um I thought oh you know what I'm gonna listen to her this time I'm like because I normally ignore you know people who think it's okay to pick on me and I thought you know this one time I 
I've been bullied for 14 years straight now. It's time to, you know, make a difference and listen to this one thing that she keeps saying, which is picking on me for, but maybe it's a weird form of advice. Um, so I started listening to um, confidence uh, hypnosis sort of like stuff, which also included like life success and whatnot. Um, and I would listen to them every night for six months. And um, the funny thing about hypnosis is that it sort of rewires your subconscious to look out for things that, um, sorry, <laughs> that um, are related to the things that you've been listening to. And like the, this one of hypnosis, like it's, it's actually just like, um, you know, ways to help you fall asleep or get into a trance. And then it, it basically just repeats affirmations. Like you are confident, you are bright, you are great, you are beautiful, you can do it, you're amazing, basically stuff like that. So it's like really harmless. Um, and, you know, like saying like you're successful, you live your dream, stuff like that. And um, obviously I didn't know what enough I actually wanted to do. Um, I just knew that I was really tired of hairdressing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but your subconscious every single day picks up these little things that you would normally miss. So it's like picking up things out from the corner of your eye and you're like, oh, that will help. <laughs> yeah. And it's like collecting these little things day by day, like seeing things come up on um, your social media that you're like, oh, you know, I would have turned this down about three months ago, but now this is a really cool thing that I need. Um, or you'll just come across things that you'll never come across before that are going to help you in your life. And that's just kind of how um, my whole entire life changed because I started listening to hypnosis videos I found on YouTube. <laughs> um, YouTube is yeah. great. <laughs> YouTube is great. It has a lot great. of bullshit, but it also has a lot of great informative videos yeah it's, it, it can be really really helpful and that I'm very like thankful for yeah <laughs> I, I can't imagine I mean you how, how has your how has your life changed in that way like obviously in a positive manner but um how drastically like do you still feel depressed or do you still feel anxiety so um I don't right. have depression or anxiety anymore. Like, sure, I might have, like, moments where I'm, like, sad, but that's yeah. – it doesn't compare because um, for 14 years, I have a lot of amnesia because I was dissociating quite heavily for a lot of the times. Um, in fact, I completely don't remember a lot of the things that happened in school apart from certain things. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until I was, like, talking to someone um, and they were like, oh, you used to do this really weird thing where you would sit on your own um, on this area reading a book constantly. And like, I don't remember doing that. <laughs> um, I don't remember being on my own um, a lot of the times. And, and I was, I was always on my own. Um, and even like throughout adulthood until like I turned 22, um, I don't remember a lot of it. I was dissociating really heavily. And what that feels like um, when it can get really bad is you, when you look back at it, your memories always feel like you're in a dark cloud and you yourself feel like you're kind of walking in a tunnel and there's like this little bit of light where you can kind of see what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you don't really know what's going on because everything's just kind of hazy and everything's just, I don't know, a bit 
all over the place and you can't control your emotions. Um, like I, I couldn't physically control my emotions. I would have outbursts because I would bottle everything up to the point where I would shout at the completely wrong people. I used to shout at my teachers. I used to shout at like my bosses. I used to just go haywire if I got way too stressed. Um, and I didn't know how to deal with it. And it, I would even like yell at my own friends, um, not, not in an abusive way or anything. I, I would just like act really crazy because everything I would say wouldn't make any sense. I'll be like, oh my God, I'll be absolutely out of my mind. Um, like I would actually come across as uh, absolutely crazy, like I was on drugs or something because I would just be so emotional and you know, because I was also dissociating because like I didn't know what was going on in everyday life and because I couldn't really understand and like, I had so much going on, like you just didn't nothing know how makes to sense. deal with it. You you <laughs> have so if... much feelings cropped up that you don't know what to do with it except yeah, for exactly. acting out. Yeah, I would just act out and nothing makes sense. Like I would just blurt out gibberish. I would accuse things of like things that just never actually happened but only happened in my brain like because I'm like stressing out over like random things or you know just going through so much like depression and shit <laughs> like people were like bullying me constantly or like just not being overly happy happy and whatnot and it, it was just like constant like I don't know like I'm I'm being like put in a pressure or something and like I just explode into absolute randomness um and looking back I can definitely feel how unstable I was um emotionally and even to this day I could ask my own friends and they would say Lauren you used to be so emotionally unstable it's not even funny <laughs> um but, but they're still your friends funny. yeah they're still my friends yeah. oh, <laughs> so- then it, it wasn't too bad then <laughs> Like I love my you. poor, <laughs> I have a poor friend. Like oh god, like bless my friend um, Tyler. Oh my lord, he. Um, so I, I, I had an emotional outburst in him because I was so, so stressed. And um, I, I went out. Um, what was it? I went out shopping with him to try and find my, my, my partner um, a birthday present or something. And um, there, there was this perfect like aftershave because my partner is obsessed with aftershaves like right now I'm staring at 40 different niche aftershaves that he's bought um and I thought (laughs) I'm not even joking I think they probably retail for over four grand or something it's a lot but um so I found like this perfect um aftershave and then um my friend actually ended up buying um the other one from the same brand and I got really weird about it and I started having an emotional outburst, like, no, that's just weird. You're just like being weird. And I don't like it. Um, and he was just like, I'm confused. <laughs> and I was confused. I didn't know why I was having an emotional outburst at like nothing. Um, he's still my friend. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that is a good friend. I mean, if they stick with you through all of that, then friends for life. But yeah, so uh, in in comparison, my life has definitely changed because I don't have emotional outbursts anymore. I don't have depression. I don't have anxiety. I love myself now, so I don't have low like low self esteem. I don't look in the mirror anymore, thinking I look anorexic, like I look ugly, like I look disgusting, like you know, wondering what's wrong with me. Why is my partner still with me? Why do I still have friends? Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, 
um yeah so that's completely changed on how I view myself and you know everything seems brighter um now I can remember things a lot more clearer than before um and yeah I'm not as stressed as I used to be so that that makes things a lot easier in general I'm a lot happier now (laughs) I'm happy to hear that I mean I love when people are, are happy or at least making progress in their lives towards a happier life. So what is the biggest lesson that you've learned from all of this? The biggest lesson is, I mean, first of all, hypnosis really works. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other is it doesn't matter what you are going through. You can always make your life better somehow. Yeah, I love that. And it, it is absolutely true. And I, I believe we have the, the power and the choice to do so. It's just taking action on it. <laughs> exactly. So the last thing, if people really want to know more about um, OCD, ADD or anything mental health related, or they want to work with you, with, if they want to start their own business, then how can they contact you? How can they um, get in touch with you? Well, I'm always there to sort of like help anyone who needs it. But if um, anyone needs like my personal help, um, I do have my website where you can sort of read up about me um, or contact there. So it's tailoredbeautysecrets.com. Or um, it's easier to contact me through either Facebook, uh, which is just my name, Lauren which is D apostrophe capital A T H or um, my Instagram, which I do respond to most of the time (laughs) Um, is uh, the underscore beauty underscore strategist. And um, yeah, so if people want to work with me, I'm just more than happy for them to just message me and I'll just get back to them as soon as possible and see how I can help them. Okay, awesome. I'll leave everything in the description so people can contact you. And yeah, I just really want to thank you for giving this insight and and showing how you managed to go through all of that, but still are where you are today. I think that's amazing. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. I hope you understand how it feels like or how it is to have a mental health issue. If you have any questions, please contact us. We are happy to answer all of your questions. Nothing is too crazy. Nothing is is bad. I prefer you to ask questions instead of staying in the dark. So click the link in the description and we are here to help you. And otherwise, thanks again and see you next time.